Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you have found the ultimate podcast for your pro wrestling needs. You've tuned into the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast with your weekly dose of what's happening in the world of professional wrestling. We bring you the latest in WWE, AEW, and much more. Now, here are your hosts of the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast, Rob T and K-Fay Chris. Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? What's up? <laughs> How you doing, honey? I've missed you. I'm doing good, sugar. <laughs> what's up, everyone? This is Rob T. And this is K-Fabe Chris. And you are tuned in to the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast. And just like every week, we are so happy and excited to be able to talk to all of you beautiful wrestling fans today. Um, it's good to be back from tour uh, i know yeah it was it was dope bro oh. it was dope a lot a lot of a lot the, you know the one thing about going on tour that you always hear about is always the stories right you know and when i went on tour i remember I was driving to corpus because i was the first not the first night of the tour and i was driving to corpus and i remember at one point my wife's asleep in the in the passenger seat next to me and everything and i just was was just like thinking and i was just like Man, I hope there's some good stories that come out of the next few days because right. you want to have those good stories when it comes to, to yeah. the tour, funny stories or whatever, you know. And first night, what the hell happened? <laughs> Boy, do we get a story? <laughs> so, and I told you about that. Yeah. But uh, but bottom line, I'll give you the quick rundown for the listeners. The first night of the tour, um, a fight breaks out in the bar. I don't. I'm not in the bar at the time that it happens. Right. I don't see it happen. My wife's in the bar oh, because shit. she was at the merch table, and then uh, uh, the other guys in the band were in the bar because I was waiting for them outside because they were bringing the drums out and we were putting it in the car. Yeah, so they don't come back for a little bit. I'm like, what the heck is going on? All of a sudden, I see like four guys come out and they're all wearing uh, the the colors, the the biker vests, right? And they don't look happy. Ooh. And I'm like, oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> so they ended up taking off and leaving, but. When they left, I thought, okay, good, they're gone. But then right after that happens, somebody comes out of the bar and is beelining towards my direction. And I'm like, what the hell? Well, he walks by me and he goes to the car that's parked in front of my car. And the way that the car's parked, it's uh, the driver's side door is facing my car, if that makes right. sense. Yeah. Okay. So he opens the driver's side door. I'm watching him this whole time. And he pulls something out. I see him reaching his hand in the car, and then next thing you know, he turns kind of in my direction slightly, and I see he's got a gun, and he puts the gun in his waistband and walks back into the bar. So at this point, I'm like, oh, crap. That's some Brian Pullman shit right there. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, I'm, I'm packing, so I, I got my gun, and I did something I haven't done ever, honestly, since I've had the gun, unless I'm at the range. Right. But I, I cocked it and loaded one in the chamber, and I just... Okay, what am I going to do now? Because I didn't know what was going to happen. For yeah. all I knew, he was going to go in and start shooting up the bar. Yeah. And of course, I'm worried because my wife's in the bar. So I'm thinking, do I need to call 911? What do I do? Well, then I see a bar employee that I didn't introduce himself to me earlier in the evening. So I went to him real quick. I said, there's a dude that just went in, had a gun. Long story short, he ends up telling me, oh, yeah, he works for us. He just was getting it just in case oh, okay. something else popped off. So he's like, everything's fine. So at that particular point, I was like, okay, cool. I put the gun back in the car, and then I'm like, yeah, we need to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to go, yeah. guys. We had, we had already played, so it's like, yeah, let, let's go. So, 
Yeah, it was interesting to say the least. Wow. And uh, and but it was a great it was a great tour. It was just a four day tour, it was a little mini tour. But we ended up going to Corpus, San Antonio, Poteet, and San Angelo. And in San Angelo is where I got toasted. <laughs> um, and we're not talking about alcohol, people. No, I, and and I, I can tell you this though, I know what the wrestlers feel like now when they come out with the pyro. <laughs> now you know what Kane feels like. Yeah, it's warm. <laughs> to say the least, it's warm. Did you at least do the Kane thing? <laughs> no, dude, it didn't dawn on me. Oh, man. You God, I'm kicking myself. I, w- <laughs> I would have gotten, if I would have thought about it, I would have stood in the middle and told the guy, okay, get ready. He then just done the whole thing. And, oh, that would have been so cool. If we ever go back and play there, I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, so you could have got Melissa to do a TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> to Kane's music and then posted it. That would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but uh, it was fun. But I am glad I'm back. Um, and uh, we just keep doing what we do. But we are here today. And today is a special edition of the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, because for those of y'all that watch Raw, y'all y'all know about this. But today's show, we're going to have a little little bit of a celebration, if you will. Ah, yes, we're celebration. Going, yeah, we're going to celebrate the career, the twenty year career of the Viper. A career that's not yet over. Sir. That's not yet over. That's right. He's still going strong. Yes, but the he's, Viper. But he's been in the business in WWE for the Apex Predator. That's right. The Legend Killer. Yeah. That's right. The third generation superstar. Mr. Randall Keith Orton. Better known as Randy Orton. Hey, Randy. <laughs> I'm waiting for, for a couple of months and he's going to come out just Orton. Yeah, I know, right? Because of the whole name <laughs> thing now. Oh, my God. I still can't believe they're doing that. But uh, it was it was pretty. Uh, I won't talk too much about Raw. Maybe we'll talk about it later. But. Of course, they mentioned it on Raw, and I thought it was kind of cool that they had everybody out there. Yeah, yeah. You know, to to acknowledge it. Because, I mean, it is a big deal. Yeah. 20 years, and uh, he mentioned it. I think I read it today. He said his legacy was going to be that besides The Undertaker, he was the only guy uh, still there that, that, that that was only there, didn't go anywhere else. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, so I was like, yeah, that that's definitely for yeah, sure. Yeah, my legacy would be that I'll be the next guy after The Undertaker who never went anywhere else. Yeah, there it is. There it is. And he's, yeah, he's been a homegrown uh, WWE superstar. Well, and of course, as as we were saying, he's third generation. His yeah. his grandfather and then his dad, of course, is Cowboy Bob Orton. And his uncle, Barry Orton. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Wow. Yeah, he was, uh, he was in uh, Stampede Wrestling and, of course, you know, on pretty much independent circuit, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so wrestling is definitely in the bloodline for sure. Yeah, for sure. The bloodline. We the ones. We the ones. <laughs> By the way, a TMZ posted a video of uh, Jay Usos or is it Jimmy? Whoever got the DIY last year. Yeah, yeah. They posted a video of his arrest. Really? Yeah. I meant to send it to you. Ooh. I think I saved it on Facebook. The video. And when did they release it? Uh, today, I think. Wow. I yeah. If, and that was from when he got arrested last year, right? Yeah. They showed they they did the whole sobriety test and everything. Yeah, and showed them handcuffing him and everything. Wow, yeah. that's not good. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, we didn't need that reminder. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Vince wasn't happy about it. But that. it just gives more promo stuff. For, that's true for that's superstars. True. That's true. Oh, it, w- it would be. Uh, I want to hear Randy say a promo from. <laughs> oh man, that. that would be good. I mean, I don't know if it'll top the whole bitches bitches off the leash, leash or whatever. Oh, yeah, that was it. That was such a, good, a good promo. It was a very good promo. I mean, and it, and it was a different. Like I hadn't really heard Randy go that way. Yeah. Every time I say his name, I want to go Randy. Randy. <laughs> but anyway. I mean, he did early on the, in his career like some yeah. of the storylines he did. Yeah. I think I remember he did one with um 
Rey Mysterio where he said that Eddie's not in heaven, he's in hell. Oh, remember that, that? I remember that one. Yeah. I thought, and I'll be honest, I was one of the ones that thought they went too far on that. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, it's like, you know, they had to have gotten uh, an okay from the family. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it makes sense. They know the business. You know, they know how it is. But I don't know. I still think that was a little too far for me personally. Well, I mean, WWE is not one to shy away from pushing no, the envelope no, at any point. Not. If, 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 Katie Vick. Yeah, that's just <laughs> that's just saying a little part of it. I know there was a, wasn't it Stephanie during an interview? I forget for what documentary it was, but she mentioned how apparently Vince had wanted to do a storyline where he was basically having an incestual relationship with his own daughter. Yeah. And she was like, no. Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> Good for her for sticking to her to her guns on that one. It's like, uh, okay, yeah, a little, a little much there, I think. But yeah. anyway, um, but yeah, we're gonna talk about Randy Orton. So let's Randy. Let's, <laughs> so let's get to it. Uh, I know you have all the stats and information. When did he get into the business? He got into the business in um, 2000, 2001. 2001. Yeah, because he graduated in nineteen ninety eight. And he went straight into the Marine Corps after that. Wow, ninety eight. Yeah, man, yeah. I graduated ninety five. Forty two years old, right now. That's crazy. And uh, there's a oh, there's a um, I don't know if you've seen the documentaries that are out that, that are called Evil. I've seen parts of them. I haven't oh, seen his yet. You need to see it, man. It is so good. But in that one, it talks about how he got into the business because yeah. he went into, like you said, the Marine Corps. Right. Uh, very immature at that mm-hmm. point, got into a lot of trouble. He went AWOL he twice. He went AWOL twice, exactly, and he was uh, locked up. Yeah, he was it. in the brig for a few months. Yeah, yeah. You know, got discharged dishonorably. and Yeah, and he doesn't like talking about that either. Yeah. Yeah, because he even mentioned that in the in the documentary yeah. as well. And then I... And because uh, uh, I think his dad had told him not to, not to go into the business because, you know, you are away from your family. And, of course, this is the old territory days where, right. you know, you traveled everywhere. You were away from your family right. 300 plus days a year. Right. So he didn't want him to have that kind of life. Right. And, of course, mm-hmm. Randy being the stubborn... He did it. Stubborn he ass, it. yes. He, he wanted to go into it. So he actually starred in, uh, and trained in Mid-Missouri Wrestling Association and Southern Illinois Conference Wrestling. Mm. Um as well as uh, WOW, I didn't get the what the acronym was for it, uh, but that's where his uncle Barry Orton started. So gotcha. WOW, yeah, like, it was wow, World of Wrestling. I think it was. I think it yeah. was. I think it was. Um, and so that's where he kind of trained, of course, you know, with his daddy. Do um, you remember the the Wow Wings place in San Marcos? Yes. Yeah. Sorry, my mind went there when you said Ooh. wow. <laughs> wow. There, there was a reason they were called wow. Wings. Wow. World of Wings. That's World of Wings. Was. Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Randy trained with his dad, uh, Mid-Missouri Wrestling Association and Southern Illinois Conference Wrestling, uh, prior to being signed by the WWF. And, of course, when he did get signed by WWF, he went to OVW. OVW. Ohio and that's Valley Wrestling. Ohio Valley Wrestling. And that's he was part of a tremendous class. Yes. Of, uh, of of that particular, I guess, year or whatever. We're talking Brock Lesnar, John Cena. The prototype. Yeah. And, uh, John Cena. Then you had Batista. Batista. Uh, the Leviathan. That's what he would Leviathan, call Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin. Yeah. All came out of that class. Yeah. Man, grade A right there, bro. Yeah, yeah that definitely. Top, um, uh, cream of the crop right there. The cream of the crop. <laughs> the cream of the crop. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and actually, when he was in OVW, he teamed with uh, one half of the Midnight Express, Bobby really? Eaton. Yeah. Oh, wow. He teamed him in a tournament, tag tournament nice. in OVW. So, you know, he was working with some old school wrestlers at right, the time. Right. And we know Randy Orton, he's got an old school mentality. Of course. He was raised in that business. Family. Yeah, you definitely, know? definitely. Um, so that's where he was. He got a lot of his, his training before he got brought up to the main roster. Gotcha. gotcha. So, How long was he in OVW? Um, he got an OVW about 2000, 2001, so a couple of years because he didn't debut till 2002. Okay, on SmackDown. Do you okay. Remember who his first opponent was on SmackDown? Um, I saw it the other day. Yeah, Bob Holly, hardcore yeah. Holly. Yeah. Yes, sir. He was uh, first match on April twenty fifth, two thousand two. Yeah, what a first match to have because um, all the scuttlebutt that you hear about Bob Holly is he was yeah. a dick. Yeah, because I remember <laughs> him on that uh, episode of Tough Enough. Yeah, where he just you know went straight shoot on yeah. one of the tr- uh, the kids and. Yeah, knocked him senseless. Yeah, I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. And like, even so, yeah. like you can you watch some of his matches. Like he's not pulling anything. Like he's no, working snug. No. Like like when he first got in, he had that race car driver gimmick or whatever it was. They, spark plug. Yeah, spark they, plug. They, they led you to believe he was like this nice guy, and yeah, no, he's not. <laughs> no, not at all. No, when he became hardcore Holly, that's when he really let his. I still like, come how, out. who's who is he fighting? The match where he. Uh, Jacked up his back on the table. Oh, and he was bleeding. Yeah, I think it was RVD. Yes, it was RVD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's one tough son of a bitch. Right yeah, there. no All kidding, right. no kidding, like, man. Oof, um, I'm <clears> thinking <throat> about it now. I, just, I remember that. Oh. <laughs> you remember that match? Yeah, just dripping. Um, so of course, you know, he had his debut on April 25th, 2002, mm-hmm. on SmackDown against Hardcore Holly, which he won. Right. So coming in already, like getting a win that early on right. to someone as credible as now of course Harker Holly wasn't a main event star no but he was definitely but he had tenure there like he yeah. knew you know yeah he was one of the big dogs and let's not forget when they brought him into the main roster they they build him as you know cowboy Bob Orton's kid they build yeah. him as as the third generation superstar yep. so it's not like he came in not that he don't get me wrong I'm not saying he didn't come in not on his own of course he did right. he did the work but it was kind of like with the Charlotte Flair thing. He's coming in with daddy's name. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that couldn't have been easy for him, man. Yeah. Right? And the fact that they didn't, like, give him a gimmick. Exactly. You know, exactly. They, they that's his, his name. Like, yeah. anywhere he was to go, which we're here, he said he's not going anywhere. Right, right. But he takes that name with him. Exactly. You know, so not bad. Yeah. Uh, we do know early on in his career, if you remember, he did get a shoulder injury. He did. Early on. Yes. Which actually led him to become more of a narcissistic kind of character. Yes. With the RNN. Do you remember that one? The Randy <laughs> News yeah, Network. I do remember that. Yeah. You remember that? Where he would just like randomly interrupt anything going on at yeah. the, during Raw. To talk about his recovery. Recovery, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, yes, it was cheesy, but yeah. it really built the game that heat that yeah. you wanted from the crowd. Yeah. Plus, it was giving him a lot of practice uh, on the mic. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And as far as I can remember, I've never seen him be shy in a promo. Yeah, you're right about that. You know, he's very, you know, he has his points, I'm sure, but he can nail a promo like no For one. sure. For sure. You know. For sure. And I just, I got to stop and ask. I know we're going to get more into his yeah. career and everything else, but taking the career as a whole, in your in your opinion, is he better as a heel or is he better as a face? Heel. I agree with you 100%. With a heel. He can make you. He, was, he reminds me a lot of Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. I loved Eddie. And I still do. You know, but Eddie had soul. a different kind of heel. No, he did. But, but, my, but the point I'm making with Eddie was it was kind of, and, and, I, and I feel this way, especially right now with Randy, the, the, the face that he's being right now, 
I felt the same way when Eddie was a face. It was like, there's no way I could hate this guy. Yeah. I like him way too much. But then he would do something and, oh, I don't like him. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Randy's the same way. Because right now, I love him. I, I, I can't see how I could ever hate him. Right. You know what I mean? But in the past, he's done some pretty jacked up things and it makes you want to see him get his ass kicked. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's really good at that. To, I mean, hands down, he's one of the best at that for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, of course, you know, I, I want to say it's probably like almost a year uh-huh. of this promo with the RNN, right, you know, the Randy right. News Network uh, that he was building up. So he was still getting that TV time. Right. But he was not having to put in the work per right, se as right. far as like taking the bumps. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was recovering. He was recovering. So coming back in, did you realize that he never he didn't have the RKO yet? Yeah, he. What move was it? Do you know? Did you get that at least? What was his? Move? It was just like a cross body kind of thing. Like okay. it was just typical Matt. Like work. A, like a flying yeah, move. That's right. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. Because he was kind of coming off as like this high flyer. Right. Yeah, I remember that. Right. Right. He he kind of used the RKO be his most signature move later on in his career. Right. Right. Mid career. Um, but after he got through there, he was brought in to one of the best stables and factions in the history of WWE. NWO. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's a Latino World Order, sir. <laughs> LWO. No, I'm sorry, LWO. The Blue World Order with with the Blue Meanie. The Blue Meanie. <laughs> no, you're right. Evolution. Evolution, which consisted of Ric Flair, Triple H, Batista, mm. not Matt Jindrak or whatever his name, Mark Jindrak. No, but he was at he first. He was at first, yeah. yes. Um, and then Rat New Orton, of course. Yeah. And if you're going to sit under a learning tree, I mean... Doing it with, uh, am I still good? <laughs> you can hear it a little bit in the background. Okay, but it's okay. We'll fix it during the break. All right. Um, it's not. It's not bad. Uh, anyway, but you got uh, Ric Flair, who is arguably the greatest of all time. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Triple H, who at this point in the time was already in the business for a while, and I think was even already doing stuff, you know, behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, so to sit under, well, he's definitely doing Stephanie behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Um, but to sit under a learning tree, I mean, there's no better, you know, people to get it from than Triple H and and Ric Flair, yeah, to say the least. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it that that was definitely a successful faction for sure, for sure. And uh, they kind of uh, used that four horsemen style, yes, yes. faction. Yeah, to, you know the whole when they're not in the ring, they're in the suits. Yes, and yes, yeah. It made them look legit, man. It did. It made them look legit. And uh, that's a formula that everybody does now. Yeah, like, look, just recently, uh, the Hurt Business. Yeah, they came out in the suits. They were like the Black Four Horsemen, basically. <laughs> you know, if you really think about it, you know. Uh, and I think even in uh, oh yeah, uh, TNA, the main event mafia, main event mafia, the yeah. suits. I mean, it, there's just something about. Wearing a suit and coming in, you just look like yeah. you're an ass kicker. Yep. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it definitely, that was something that definitely worked for sure. Definitely. So, um, you know, he rode with them for quite a while, mm-hmm. did the the heel tattoos with them and everything. And then he would slowly work his way into the legend killer. Yeah. Now, that was when I really hated him. Yes. Oh, my God. I I think the the interaction that really pushed me over the edge to really, like, hate him was the interaction with Mick Foley. Oh yeah. And I read an article that Mick Foley said that there's some things that he didn't want that Rain was hesitant to do, like spit right. in his face. Right. So And and but he did it. And 
it got the heat that he needed to get. You know what I mean? And oh, and and, and if I may just say, like we get it. We're, we're wrestling fans. This is 2022. Back right. then, it was it was 20 whatever. But by that point, there was a majority of wrestling fans that knew that this is entertainment. Right. Right. This is the kayfabe is not really re, you right. know even existing at this point. Right. But come on, dude, the kicks that he would do to the head. Oh man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I still to this day am like, how the hell do you keep that safe? Yeah. Like to me, there's no way. Like, well, you gotta think about it. Like, think about who he's worked with. Like, look at this list. Okay. Roddy Piper. Right. Harley Race. Right. Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah. Hulk Hogan. Mm. Already talked about Mick Foley. Yeah. Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Rob Van Dam. Mm. Dusty Rhodes. And even Vince McMahon. Yeah. Out of all those, Vince McMahon would be the likely to not be able to handle a punt like that. But look at all those legends there that. It was actually Vince McMahon. I'll never forget it. The camera angle, the way they had it. Uh, I'd be willing to go out on a limb and say that the the kick he gave to Vince McMahon's head was a shoot kick. Because I could see Vince saying, just kick me. Yeah. He would. Yeah. He's that crazy. You know, because when you see that camera angle, you got to look it up at some point. When you see it, it's right there. Yeah. And you hear it and you just see it hit him and you see the head just dude dude when, when when they came back next week and they were like you know vince is still at a medical facility or whatever you know they i legit bought it because i saw that kick and i'm just like yeah there's, there's no way that didn't hurt <laughs> you know what i yeah. mean yeah uh, yeah he he is that kind of guy that would just oh, go for go for, for, go, sure. for go go for, for sure. broke you for know sure. Um, he, can't, can't, he can't take a stunner very well now. Oh but. my god! <laughs> well, that's another story. Yeah, that was horrible. Was. Horrible, horrible. The editing job was great, but <laughs> if you saw it live, you know what we're talking about. Oh my god! And I'm not going on TikTok and look at the video of Mick Foley laughing his ass off. That at was this. hilarious. Oh my god! It was just. I mean, Stone Cold was laughing his ass off yes, in the ring. It was the worst. Oh my God! That was the worst stunner in history. <laughs> Bottom it, line, the that particular uh, botch, if you want to call it, <laughs> is almost as hilarious as, and even more hilarious than when um, what's his face flew under the ring during the Greatest Royal oh, Rumble. Oh yeah, 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 Titus O'Neil. <laughs> Titus O'Neil. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that tops that one. That's yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, continue so, on, Mister RKO. Yeah. So no, um, listen. It, it, wasn't there some interaction also with May Young? Yes, I believe so. I believe so. There was, I think there was. I didn't have any notes on that. I because I, I I don't know. I don't think. I think he just RKO'd her. I think he RKO'd her. I don't think he kicked her in the head. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there's quite a few women he's RKO'd over oh, the years. Oh yes, you yes, know, yes, yes, yes. That I know for sure. And if you don't take the RKO just right, it man, it'll it'll hurt. Or yeah, it, looks it will. Like it, hurts. it will for sure. So, and speaking of the RKO. Okay, uh, during the, his Legend Killer gimmick, that's when he developed the RKO. Oh, okay, so it was at that time, right? So and I'm sure all a- fans know what the RKO is. Basically, oh it's, yeah, it's a diamond cutter. It's a cutter. Yeah, yeah. But he's took it one step further. Like you know, we saw in WCW with uh, DDP doing the diamond cutter and how he would you know put it on you at any right. given moment. Right. But think about it. Like the tagline is you know rko out of nowhere right like we've seen so many amazing rkos over the years yes and they're literally out of nowhere yeah um i think 
If I have to say my favorite one, Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Uh, when he popped Be- him up. Because he popped stomp. up high. Yeah. Yeah, that one was awesome. Yeah. That one was really cool. And, and probably that one's the top one. The second one would be Evan Bourne. Evan Bourne, yeah. Yeah, when he flew off the rope and he just came up and, you know, just boom, laid it on him. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, no, no I get it. Wasn't it for a while that uh, it became an internet thing, too? Yeah. Yeah, there were a bunch of videos made where people were falling and stuff, and they would have this little Randy Orton pop yes. out. Yes, <laughs> just RKO. Yeah, that's hilarious. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so, shortly after his Legend Killer gimmick, he uh, went into a feud with Rob Van Dam, and that's where he won his first title. Intercontinental Championship. Nice. So and and he actually held that title for two hundred and ten days. How old was he when he got it? Um, I want to say he's probably about twenty three because this is before uh-huh. he won the World Heavyweight yeah, title. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he held that Intercontinental Championship for two hundred ten days, longest reign in seven years at that time. Wow. Yeah, that's impressive. So yes, it, like you mentioned before, that was kind of the workhorse title, right? right. But it was also a transitional title, right? So, right, right. so he had the longest run in seven years. So at that point that he won the Intercontinental Belt, he was still, yeah, he was still in Evolution. So because at that point, Evolution pretty much had all the titles, right? That's right. So uh, he would eventually lose it to Edge at Vengeance. Okay. And throughout his career, we see a lot of feuds going on with Edge. Oh yeah, great feuds, too. great feuds, and the short brief moment, which I'm sure we'll get to, where they tagged. Yeah. That was that was the rated RKO. Rated RKO. Yeah, that's nice. right. Yeah. Um, after he lost the belt to Edge, he went on to win a hardcore match against Mick Foley. Mm. And if you remember that match, that was a very that was a thumbtacks, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a thumbtacks. I was I was upset. Thumbtacks, barbed wire, everything. Yeah. This Monday, when they showed the vignette and all the highlights of his career, I was upset that they didn't show that that little clip. Yeah. It's it's a famous clip where he lands the thumbtacks. Yeah. And then the camera's on his face right after it happens, and he's right. just there with his mouth open, like oh. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah. That they didn't show it Monday. I was just like, "Oh, come on!" <laughs> yeah, like iconic, man. For real, iconic. Sorry, <laughs> they, they they're out of the ring action. I now. heard, I heard. Oh, tear. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I still like the pictures. I do. I do too. As well. <laughs> Give it a minute. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now that that's over, we're going to go hands, back. Put yeah. your hands back on the table, Chris. <laughs> Wipe them off here real quick. Um, all right. So now we're back to talking about Randy. <laughs> Do we need to take a break? <laughs> In a moment, let it go down. <laughs> um, uh, let's see here. Sorry to be losing your <laughs> I know. He lost my train of thought here. Um, okay. So uh, after his uh, feud with Mick Foley and... Um, his the legend stuff that he did with the legend yeah. killer, including spitting in the face of Harley Race. Oh, he did do that. Yeah, you're right, remember you're that. Right. Among other people, he spat in the face of. Yeah. Um, he would go on to become the number one contender for the world heavyweight championship after winning a twenty man battle royal. Mm. So, um, did you know that his first pay per view match uh-huh. was a title match for the world heavyweight championship? Really? Yeah, in elimination chamber. With, I believe it was Chris Jericho, Shawn Michaels, Goldberg, Kevin Nash, Triple H. Wow. And Randy wow. I did and this, he was still part of Evolution, so it was more right. of him helping Triple right, H re- right, retain right. the title. Right. But yeah, his first pay-per-view match was a title match. Wow. Did not know that. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. That's very impressive. So, uh, which he would eventually, you know, win the title, mm-hmm. uh, defeating Chris Benoit at SummerSlam to become the youngest world heavyweight champion at the age of 24. Yeah. And... That match was a great match. That was. And it was, uh, Chris Benoit had a lot to do with that. Yeah, and if you remember, that kind of led to what would happen the following night. Um, 
you know, Chris Benoit after that match extended his hand, shook his hand. Yes. Gave him, you know, good job, kid. Yes. You, you won. Yeah. Um, the next night, you know, Triple H would give him shit about, you know, yeah. doing that and basically ask him to hand over the title. Right. You know, right. Um, which he refused to do. Right. You know, right. and then it would lead to a rematch between Chris Benoit and Randy Orton that night. Yeah. And then, of course, we saw Randy Orton retain and we saw one of the biggest splits mm-hmm. in the history of factions. Do you most, remember what Yeah. And the most. Uh, I mean, one of the most memorable, uh, it's not a turn, but yeah. like uh, basically a, a turn for evolution yeah. on Randy Orton, right. where they had him up on the shoulders, mm-hmm. Batista did, and and he's doing the thumbs up, uh, Triple H is there with the thumbs up, then all of a sudden he puts the thumbs down, and then Randy Orton has that look on his face like, what? And then boom, Batista yep. goes backwards, and that's it. That's yep. all she wrote. That's all she wrote, and then it's just a good, continues with a beat down, and... Yep. Yep, and it ends up leading to a match with uh, Triple H. Yep, eventually. sure does, and eventually Triple H does win the title back. Right, right. So, um, shortly after that, he feuded with one of the biggest names in the history of WWE, a man who was just inducted into the Hall of Fame, mm. The Undertaker. Yes. And that's when they brought his daddy, Cowboy yep. Bob Orton, into yep, the, the story. That was a really good feud. It was. Do you remember the the dummies in the caskets yep. and everything? I do remember that. Man. Yeah, one of one of the more memorable feuds that uh, Undertaker had for sure. Yeah, because uh, sure. it it kind of uh would die down for a little bit when they ran over to feed him in a casket match mm-hmm. and would light the casket on fire. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then Undertaker would eventually come back later that year at Survivor Series yep. and one of the best returns. Yes. Ever. Yeah. Man, that was a great return. It was. It was really good. It was really good. I mean, that that's when they were still doing all the drama with Taker and, you know, I mean, it was it was a good time for sure. Yeah. For sure. And it was an interesting fact. The Randy Orton during that Survivor Series match, he was actually a last minute replacement. Really? For the late Eddie Guerrero. Oh, wow. Yeah. Eddie Guerrero was supposed to be in that match and not Randy Orton. Ah. But he was replaced because obviously the passing of Eddie Guerrero. Right, right, right. So... Whether or not that was going to continue the feud with Undertaker regardless, mm-hmm. but he was put into there. Right. And we get that iconic moment where the casket's on the stage, lit on fire, and right. Undertaker right. kicks out of it. Right, right. Yeah, I didn't realize that that's, that was at the same time. Yep. So that was the pay-per-view that Eddie missed because he had passed. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy, man. Yep. Crazy, crazy. Crazy, so, crazy. Anyway. Um, then we move on to another legend killing a feud with Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. That was when he was doing the gimmick with hitting on Dana, uh, Dana Brooke. <laughs> Brooke Hogan. Who, who hasn't? <laughs> like, yeah, apparently, who hasn't been on top of Dana Brooke? Um, when he was uh, trying to flirt with Brooke yeah, Hogan. Yeah, I remember that. You remember that? Yeah, and Brooke he Hogan arc- was annoying. Yeah, when he RKO'd Hogan on the car. Yeah. Yeah, that was good stuff. Yeah. The fact that Hogan took that bump was impressive. And, you know, I, over the years, we hear a lot of people saying that Hogan was only in business for himself. Right. But we're starting to see more people it's like, you know, Hogan, you know, mm-hmm. said, let's do this, let's do that. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I'm sure there was an ego behind him because he was one of the biggest things in wrestling. Of course. But at the same time, at the end of the day, I mean, he's going to do business. Yeah, especially because at that time, he had to know his age and he's yeah. not... He doing probably it anymore, so he on. probably realized I don't want him to oversell like Shawn Michaels did to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's still one of the best matches oh I've seen my God. because of the oversell. That whole oh God. that <laughs> whole match. God, that was hilarious. Yeah, it was. <laughs> oh man. So we had a good um feud going on with Hulk Hogan at the time. <laughs> Sorry. And so far I'm just thinking of the leg drop. He drops the leg, <laughs> Sean pops up on his feet, runs around, and then falls back. <laughs> 
Oh my god, it's hilarious. <laughs> yes. If you haven't seen that match, you got to go back and watch yeah, it. Yeah, I think it was a uh, SummerSlam. Yeah. Uh, I'm not yeah. sure what year, but yeah, it was a SummerSlam <laughs> you match. You got to go back and watch it. It's hilarious. Oh my god. So so far, a lot of the feuds that he's had have been with big name stars. Now you think about an up and coming star like that came in, it was very green. Yeah. But look at his feuds he had early on. He's never really been a mid carter. No. Maybe like before he got hurt for a little while, but even then, yeah, it was it was still pretty notable. Yeah, I mean he's the the name like he he's on the card. You know it's gonna be a good match, right? Regardless, for sure. For sure. For you sure. know, um. So uh, after that, that's when we go into you mentioned before. He started the rated RKO with yeah. Edge. Yeah, right. that was a good uh, storyline too. That's when they were kind of feuding with DX. Oh, there was some funny stuff. <laughs> when they on came that out one. dressed as DX. Yeah. Oh my god, that yeah. was hilarious. I, one of my favorite moments in that in that particular feud. I think it might have been that one that you're talking about when they came out dressed as DX. And uh, Triple H says something to him about uh, how his picture is popular with the gay community. The gay community. <laughs> And he shows the picture, and then they put the camera on Randy Orton's face, and the face he's making is just so priceless. <laughs> it's just so funny. What's even best about that is he's going to a picture, and there's that picture of him in the shower with the towel, whatever. Right, right. And he's flipping the picture, and all of a sudden he comes with a picture with Shawn Michaels yeah. and Playgirl. <laughs> How did that get in there? <laughs> I <Yeah>. was young. <laughs> Oh man, that yeah, was awesome! Good stuff. Good um, stuff. And uh, with Radio RKO, they would go on to win the World Tag Team Championships from Ric Flair and Roddy Piper. Ooh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's yeah. right. They did. They did win the championships for a little while. A little while, yeah. Too, yeah. But yeah, okay, cool. Um, and of course, you know that would eventually lead to a split between them. And I don't think it was a, a, like a feud split. It was just them going their own different ways. Right, right, right. right. You know, uh, and that would allow. Um, Randy Orton to start to build up legacy. Legacy. So now we're talking Cody Rhodes mm-hmm. when he originally comes in, and then Ted DiBiase Jr. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, and um, there was another one that was a the Samoan wrestler. I can't remember. What his he name was supposed was. to be. He was part supposed of to be it. part yeah, of it. Yeah, wasn't it? Um, Something annoying or annoying? Yeah, but wasn't he? Whose son was he? It wasn't Jimmy Snuka, was it? No. Um, wasn't Rikishi? No, I want to say it was one of the one of the head shrinkers, maybe. One of the, one of the head shrinkers, I think. Okay, yeah. but yeah, I do remember he was. Uh, yeah, one. He was part of the Samoan. Head, yeah, so there was that legacy, of course, being you know these are second generation, third generation superstars. Yeah, um, and that you know, and then Randy turned on him. Yeah, right. But because he wasn't doing so well, like like shoot, he wasn't yeah. doing very well. So yeah, but we can't we can't dismiss the the feud that he had with the McMahons and Triple H at that time. Oh yeah, that, that was good. That? Him and Triple H had a great oh, feud. Oh man, the feud with him and Triple H. Just you that could feel that the, one where uh, he handcuffs Triple H yes. to the ring and then kisses Stephanie. Kiss Stephanie after he knocks her out. It's like, yes. oh man, you could feel. And then Triple it. H goes to his house, and throws mm-hmm. him through the window. Mm-hmm. Like man, that was good stuff. That man. was some very good storytelling. It sucks that WWE doesn't do that anymore, man. Yeah, because that was good stuff. Yeah, and of course during the Cody Ro- when he turned Dick turn on Cody Rhodes, mm-hmm. he ended up having to face uh, Dusty Rhodes in a Texas bull rope match at the Great oh, American yeah, Bash in 2007. Right. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah, again, yeah. another big name that he's, you know... A legend. A legend. These legends who are trusting this guy who's only been in yeah. the business for a handful of years. Yeah, for sure. You know, at this point. For sure. You know, he wasn't even a you know, quarter of a way through his career that he's right, had so far. Right. And for them to trust him yeah. to that level. Yeah. So... 
Yeah. Man. I mean, well, he definitely had the stuff. I mean, he, he had the it factor for sure. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Um, and, of course, you know, throughout the years after that, he's had various feuds with, like, Kofi Kingston. Um, that was a good feud. He's had, oh, that was a great feud. That was the one where he got shoot pissed off yeah. at Kofi during the match. Yeah. And that famous like, footage. Like, stupid, yeah. stupid. Yeah. 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 I remember that, that one. one. Um, you know, he's had feuds with AJ Styles, obviously, mm-hmm. in recent years. Uh, of course, with Edge. Um, he was part of the authority when Seth Rollins uh, run with yes. him also. Yes, yes, yes. He was part of the authority there, too. Yeah. So he's kind of always gone back to that heel. Right. Always right. been the, the go-to heel. Right, right. When they, when they need someone to really get some heat. They go, carry, to him. they go to him. Now the times he's been a face though, it's it's been it's been entertaining. Yeah. Remember when he did the splits? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what he did, but he got so excited after he did it. Well, he's so funny because he gets excited about when he pulls something off. Yeah. Like you mentioned your favorite RKO against Seth Rollins. Yes. Where he, yeah. he did the RKO and then he, he was supposed to pin him right away, but he was like so excited, like, I yeah. got it. Yeah. He's like, oh crap, I gotta pin him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true. But it worked. It, and his facial worked. expressions. Yes. You know, when he slams someone on the table outside. <laughs> You know, it was the Usos. No, it wasn't no, it the wasn't Usos. Us. It was those little Bollywood guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jinder Mahal's boys. Yeah, yeah. The one that he flipped and he pretty much landed on his head and yeah, the face and, he makes so afterwards. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank man. God he was okay. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that was um, bad. <laughs> and I swear he's like one of the best workers in the ring. Yeah. Like I always like when he does that um, power slam. Yes. I mean, he is so quick. Yes. Like, I'm always afraid he's going to hit someone's head. Yeah, but he you know, never does. He never does. And yeah. a credit to, obviously, his opponent who's of tucking, course. you know, to, to make that safe. But, man, he, like, over the years, he's gotten faster with it. Yeah, I have you to know? agree with that. And it's just, like, crazy. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, he's definitely, I mean, one of the best, if not the best in the business right now. You yeah. know, I mean, of, of course, that's not to take away anything away from the younger talent that's there now. Yeah. But the fact that he is where he is, he's been in the business as long as he has, he, it's it's an understatement to say he can still go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not only can he still go, he's got not one title run left in him. He's probably got a couple of title oh, runs. Oh, yeah. Well, he right now he's seen at a 14-time champion yeah. tie with John Cena. Yeah. No, tie with uh, Triple H. Yeah. You know, he's and, just got three more to beat. Ric Flair and John Cena. Exactly. So I'm just like, he's 42. Yeah. And and at that age, a lot of people are coming to the tail end of their career. Um, or maybe not the tail end of their career, but they're slowing down. Look at John Cena. Yeah. You know, he slowed down. He yeah. wasn't doing as much. But he's still going. You see him every week on Raw. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and now and now on SmackDown, too. Because he's been coming... He's been coming out on SmackDown. And, and he has been in tremendous shape his entire career. Yes. Like, we've seen wrestlers who have been bulked up, who have died down. Like, look at Triple H. Yeah. You know, we've seen him fluctuate with his weight. Yeah. Look at uh, Kofi Kingston. Yep. You know, yep. look at all these wrestlers who have fluctuated. He has pretty much maintained. For Even sure. Even he's got leaner. I, I agree. I you know, agree. like, I was watching him on Raw, and I was like, that dude's got a ridiculous six-pack. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But uh, we're going to take a quick break. Yes, sir. When we come back, we'll continue with the career of Randy Orton. uh, Randy! (laughs) Because there's still a lot more to get into. So we'll be right back after these messages. Fellas, I know how it is. Your hair and beard are looking rough and you need to get it taken care of right away. The problem is, where do you go? Well, say no more because I have the perfect place just for you. 
At Hanley's Good Time and Barbershop, you'll get that fresh cut and trim by well-trained professionals who know just how to get what you want, a man's cut and a man's trim. Dallas, Jawan, and Derek will hook you up with your tailored-to-you cut along with a straight razor shave and a relaxing hot towel treatment. These fellas will give you that old-school treatment where you sit back and relax and unwind while you get back to looking like a gentleman should. When you walk in the door, talk to old Dal and let him know that Rob T. and Kayfabe Chris sent you and he'll offer you a complimentary cold one or a shot of whiskey. Stop by 322 West Hopkins Street in San Marcos, Texas or go online and make your appointment today at HanleysBarbershop.com. Hanley's Good Time and Barbershop, where good times and good vibes make for a great look. back <laughs> bro god i love it <laughs> and we're back wasn't there something that uh who said somebody said something i think it was on smackdown i think randy made a comment to riddle because like the night before it was 420 or something and he was like i wasn't as baked as you were or something like that he, he made some kind of comment i just can't remember what it was but I remember I heard it. I got I got that. That was funny. And I'm sure Vince and Madge, like he can pretty much say what he wants. At this yeah, point. pretty much. At you this know, point. he's not gonna tell Randy otherwise. Pretty you know? much. Listen, before we get started with Randy Orton stuff, I got some breaking news. Well, it's not really news. <laughs> Randy News Network. <laughs> it's it's not news, but I have to address this. During the break, I was on Facebook, and as you all know, we've been advertising June 11th. Uh, NLW, which was formerly AWP, is going to be going to war with Turf War. Turf Wars with Ringside Records. And we had recently on the show Mr. Drew Dredd. We've got the utmost respect for Mr. Drew Dredd. You know, we've seen him perform, great performer in the ring. Um, good guy. I mean, bad guy, but you know what I mean. Good, good, good guy. We, we had a great talk with him, you know. Right. And, uh, we all know the story. He, uh, was asked to, or he got paid basically by Ringside Records, and he was pissed at the fact that NLW didn't. He he was mad he wasn't draft pick number one, basically, right? Especially you know? since he's worked for exactly. them for quite a few years. Exactly. So on one hand, and, and we said this on the show, can kind of see why he'd be a little upset, right? By that. But he posted a meme on Facebook. I showed you that meme during the break. So just to describe it to everybody else, it's a picture of Elon Musk. And it says Elon Musk agreed to buy Uvalde, Texas for $82. And as funny as that may be. I got $82 on me. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Drew Dredd, with all due respect, you're not talking about my hometown. Okay. I mean, Phoebe's talked about it. Let it let it slide a little bit. There's other people that have kind of talked a little mess about it. It's not a big deal, you know. But here's the thing. I get you're upset at, at you know, NLW. I, I, I completely understand. I would be upset if I were in your shoes, too. But here's my point. All right? And, and, and you know what? I may just bring him on the show so we can talk about it face-to-face. But let me just say this. Okay. Talk all the mess you want about NLW. I get it. Business is business, right? I completely get it. But you're bringing my town into it. And here's the thing, my good sir, with all due respect. Um, don't talk about my town. You know, I mean, that town has character. That town has good, hardworking people. 
And I mean, they've supported you. All right. Be pissed off at NLW all you want, but the people of Uvalde have supported you, have bought tickets to see you perform. You know, I am one of the people that bought a ticket to see you perform. And I gave you your kudos on that match, my good sir. But you're talking about my town now, and I'm, I'm Chris, I'm gonna be honest. I'm kind of pissing me off a little bit, you know, going and talking about my town. You just, that's just something, I, I, it's, a, it's, it's a little fine line that you just don't cross. So, I know you're listening. You listen to the show. So I'm just telling you. And I say this with the utmost respect. But I think we need to have a little conversation. I think we need to bring you on the show. Find out what your deal is with Uvalde. Because Uvalde doesn't have a beef with you. It's NLW that has beef with you. True. But here's the thing. If you want to have beef with, with, with Uvalde, Texas, you we can have beef with Uvalde, Texas. And when I say that, I mean, you want beef, we'll bring it. And I've been to Uvalde. They're worth at least the Benjamin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least give us some some credit. Come on, you know. But you know, I'm just saying. With all, just like I said again, with all due respect, you know, you want to bring my town into it. Don't don't go barking up a tree that is going to fall on you. That's all I'm saying. You know, I'm not saying I'm going to do anything. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just a little podcast hoster guy. That's all I do. You know what I'm saying? Am I right, Chris? I mean, I'm a drummer, yes, but you know, but. I, I got friends that wrestle from Uvalde that might be willing to take care of some business. That's all I'm saying. That's all, that's all I'm saying. But we'll leave it at that. That went somewhere very deep, sir. It did. It did. I'm sorry. It, it hurt right here. Bro. It hurt right here. So, Drew, let's talk. Let's get you on the show. Let's talk. Anyway. We will have a nice little <laughs> Montel, Dr. Phil, Maury Povic. <laughs> thing going on here and we'll get to the, the center of all this tension <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll definitely do that so uh call me call me you have the number you have the the bat phone number anyway <laughs> bat phone number. <laughs> by the way that movie sucked <laughs> i have yet to watch it sir i'm just telling it's you. on my list on hbo max to watch so i'm gonna go i know i saw your your critique on it but yeah. i'm gonna go in with the yeah. uh uh open mind Chris, as a friend, as a brother, I'm looking you right in the eye right now. Your beautiful brown eyes. And I'm telling you, don't waste your time. <laughs> Sir, if I could sit there three hours on Monday Night Raw <laughs> point and waste my well, time. Point well made. Point well made. And on that note, let's go back to Randy. Randy. <laughs> so where do we leave off? Well, we left off of, uh, you know, the career that he's had so far. And, of course, his current gimmick and run is as part of the Raw Tag Team Championship with Riddle. Uh-huh. Not Matt Riddle. Riddle. Right. As RK Bro. Right. And um, they've been having a hell of a run. They have, most definitely. A hell of a run. And he even said himself that he's been reinvigorated uh, with uh, uh, Riddle. In right, the ring. Right. You know, he's giving them appreciation and enjoys being back in the ring. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Well, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because I, I want to say this. This is a shoot now, right? It's kind of common knowledge that Randy hasn't always been the easiest to work with. Right. You know? And, yeah, he's got friends in the business being there as many years as he has. But there's always this story that comes up about some kind of a of tension or anything right. like that. And I got to say, this is the first time since I, and I've been watching just like you, I've been watching him since he started. 
And this is the first time that I can really, like, you can see. Vince always says it when you talk to Vince. Cameras don't lie. Yeah. You can see he's having a blast. Oh, yeah. Just even being at ringside watching Riddle wrestle. like Yes. Like, it's almost like a father proud of his child. Thank you. That is exactly. So, okay. So, was it last Friday? When when Riddle hit that when RKO. he hit that RKO on uh, the Uso, yeah, yes, that face that the way that Randy looked, like, I don't even think he was supposed to get in the ring at that time. Yeah, I know <laughs> he just got so excited. Yeah, and and it was exactly like you described it. It was like a father looking at his son who just won a championship or something. Yeah, the, he was pointing and mouth wide open and everything. Yeah, he was in the ring. When he should have been. <laughs> it was it was hilarious, but it was such a real and raw moment. Yeah, it was really cool television. Yeah, you know definitely. what I mean. But I think it is safe to say that he is having the best time he's ever had. He said it himself. But uh, the fact that he said the F word and for Brandy Orton. Friend. Yeah. And for Randy Orton, that's not something that he would say. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of crazy because I think you're like me. You know at some point he's going to turn on Riddle. Yeah. And I just don't want it to happen, man. I know, I know. At least carry it out for another year. Yes. I mean, you it's know, just like, it was like when they split up uh, Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. I didn't want to see that end. They were yeah. so entertaining. Yeah. And when it came to an end, you're just like, no. Yeah. And, and that's that's the part that bugs me because I'm just sitting here. And like, honestly, I think that uh, we've heard rumors that McMahon wants to push Riddle in that single spot. Right. But I think Randy's keeping this going right now. Like, right. Because he right. has stroke. Oh, definitely. You know, say, definitely. hey, say, I, no, I want to keep this going. Yeah. And definitely. Know, McMahon ain't going to tell him no. No, I don't think so either. I think he's in that, um, I think he's in that very, that spot that very few of, of the performers get in. Yeah. Shawn Michaels was one that I can think of yeah. right off the bat that was in that spot. Of course, the dynamic between Shawn and Vince was a little bit different yeah. than with Randy Orton. But yeah, I think you're right. I think I think Randy Orton's at a point in his career where he can ask for anything and they're going to give it to him pretty yep, much. Definitely. He should ask for an ice cream bar. Ooh. <laughs> a Randy Orton ice Randy cream Orton bar. Randy Orton bar. <laughs> Dude, and how funny is the... You know how now they have the whole um, augmented reality things when when the entrances come in. Yeah, how funny is it now that they have a Randy Orton snake and they have a, a riddle? Snake? I know. <laughs> Every time I, I see them, I think I don't ever saw it was like it wasn't even a TikTok because this was before TikTok. It was right. like a video someone put out, and this guy who's like, "I'm a snake." Yeah. I'm a slithering snake. He's got the little hat on yes. his head. Yes, I know what you're talking That's about. That's what I think of when I see those things come on screen. I'm a snake. That's it. I'm not going to be able to And I can see, else. I can hear Rand, uh, Riddle doing that. Randy, I'm a snake. Oh, that's hilarious. And how funny is it that the, that the Riddle snake is green? Yeah. Yeah. And you saw they put on a new t-shirt for 420. You I see did that? see that. Yes, yeah. I was like, "Wow, they're really running with this." With aren't the, they? I just smoked your ass. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's. I hilarious. think the last time they even did anything like that was with RVD, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're doing it with the riddle. That's hilarious. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, Randy smoked a little too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No doubt. Oh, that's that's, that's probably why he got in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Probably. Oh man. So yeah. So this current run right now that that Randy's got, it's money. It, it is. is so money right now. And the crowd just loves them. Um, I really hope they're the ones that win the unification. Thing. I do, too. I, I I think, especially since they're making a big deal about Randy Orton right now. Right. They'd be fools to not give them. I agree. That. I agree. 
Um, yeah, because I mean, I get the storyline with with the bloodline and everything else, but to me, right now, it just makes sense that they would give it to if they give giver. it to them, and then yes, you can give it back to the Usos like a SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, but at least give them a give them a run with it. Right, exactly. Because yeah. I mean, at this point, we don't we still don't even know what the hell is going to happen. They they talked about a unification for the the two uh, championships. And yeah. We still haven't seen if there's a different belt or. Yeah, anything. exactly. You know what I mean? And then the other thing too, the thing that had me scratching my head is if it's, if it was a unification title or, or match, why isn't uh Roman Reigns coming out on both shows? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with the tag, the tag matches or, you know, that's going to happen. I, like I said, I do hope RK bro takes it. Um, but yeah, it should definitely be interesting. And, while we're on the topic of that, what the hell is this? I never understood the doves thing when the flops go flying. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But now it makes even less sense because they had bunnies on one and then they had frogs on another, and it's just like I don't get it. I think it's just supposed to represent the fact that he's stoned. Is that what it is? I think so. Okay, I I guess I've never partaken in the uh, devil's grass. <laughs> Sir, so I cannot tell you the devil's lettuce. The devil's lettuce, yeah, exactly. See, I don't even know what the the analogy is for it because I've never partaken in it. If I'm being honest, many, 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 many years ago, I did partake in a little bit of the devil's lettuce. I never saw things. I think the only time I ever came close to it was when this devil's lettuce had a little bit of the devil's relish in it too. (laughs) (laughs) They had a little something else besides just the devil's lettuce. He woke up with the devil's pickle. (laughs) (laughs) Right in the anyway. (laughs) But we're going to segue away from that. So Um, I just, I never got that one. It's like, I like the doves thing. I was just like, eh, okay, I guess. But then when I saw the frogs, I was like, what? Well, you know what? This is a good opportunity that maybe Mr. Riddle is listening, or Mr. Orton, for yeah, that matter. Can you explain that to us? If you can give us an explanation yes, of what this augmented reality that... Vin- and hell, Vince and Matt may be smoking some shit, you know? <laughs> okay? I've got it. Okay? <laughs> you know what'll be great? <laughs> when the shoes fly off, release frogs. <laughs> and not just green frogs, but... <laughs> Frogs of every color. It'll be great. That's good shit right there. <laughs> Is that about how the meeting went? You think? I, I think so. I think so. I think so. I think that was, that's just, you nailed it perfectly, sir. I've got another idea. <laughs> Wasn't Easter just yesterday? Let's make it bunnies. But bunnies of every color. That's good shit. That's good shit. <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> That's how the meetings went down. Uh, credit to Bully Ray; he's the one that does that bit every time on on Busted Open. So, I'm- like, it would make sense if you release snakes. <laughs> yes, right? Like, let it be snakes. Yeah, bunnies. Yeah, <laughs> I don't get it, dude. I, I just, I just don't get it. Uh, anyway, but that's a whole other so let me ask you this so we so of course you know they they've got this current run going on. RK Bro, like I said, their money. 20 years in the business, how much longer do you think Randy can go? You think he can go another 10? You think he can go another 20? He says he wants to do it longer than the Undertaker, and the Undertaker did 30. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe a little bit more. If he went another so 20. 31. <laughs> right? Right? I mean, 
let's okay. So let's be honest. Undertaker was in great shape, right? You know, uh, he was a little older than Randy, of course. Uh, I think if Randy maintains the shape that he's in, yeah, continues to to work safe, yeah. I don't see how. Well, he's forty two years old right now. Yeah, we saw what a sixty two year old Sting can do. Exactly, exactly. So I, I would love to see Randy, Randy be at the <laughs> be at the level of what Sting is right now. Yeah, dude, because Sting is freaking me the hell out. Yeah. every freaking week, man. every time. He did it again. Yeah, wasn't it last week when he was in the stands? Yeah, yes, he did it again. Yeah, and I'm just like this mother effort is just crazy. 62, bro. And if you notice that him and... Doesn't he, isn't he eligible for like AARP now or something? <laughs> I mean, wow. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go right ahead. Yes, he is qualified, by the way. <laughs> um, no, like, think about it. Uh, not take away from... We'll, go, we'll segue back to Randy here in a second. Yeah. But Sting has Darby Allen he's working with. So he's kind of be rejuvenated from a youth standpoint. True. Same thing with Orton and Riddle. That's a good point. That is a very good point. Um... Yeah, well, but, but here's the difference. Though. Look at Ric Flair. He was rejuvenated when he was in Evolution because of Randy Orton and Batista. True, true. But here's the difference, though. Let's go back to Sting. If Darby Allen at some point is 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 taken away from Sting, like mm-hmm. if they separate, I don't see Sting doing anything else. No. Whereas with Randy, it's totally different. If he were to turn on on you know Riddle or whatever happens, they split him up. I could still see Randy do another title run, go for the belt. Dude, personally, me personally, like right now on the roster, there is nobody, in my opinion, that can take that belt away from Roman Reigns except Randy Orton. Yeah. In my opinion. I think that Randy Orton should definitely be the one to break the quote-unquote unofficial 16-time world champion Ric Flair's. I agree with that. I do agree with that. You know, but I also think he is the one that should humble Roman Reigns. Yeah. Now I know that's a little bit more of um, I guess uh, uneven territory because technically, Randy's the veteran, and the way the business works is the veteran does what he can to bring up the new talent. Roman Reigns is still considered that new talent. You know, he's he's that. That next generation. Yeah. He's still got a lot more years in the tank. You know what I mean? But I still think Randy would be the guy. And and the thing about Randy Warren, he is one of those wrestlers now that we can legitimately see winning the title yes. at his age. As opposed to like a Hulk Hogan yes. or Ric Flair. Exactly. You know? Exactly. That it would make sense. Exactly. Exactly. The you only know? other one I could think of that at that age that would have... Uh, made sense like that was Shawn Michaels. Yeah. But it was because also the level at which he was performing. Exactly. Randy's the same thing. He's performing at a high level every single time. He he has his hits that he plays, but he's still doing new shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it wasn't that long ago he did some I don't even remember what it was, but I knew it was a new move that I'd never seen him do before. Yeah. You know? So he's still he's still got way too much left in the tank. Oh yeah, for 10 sure. 10 years yeah, at least. I think he can go longer. Yeah, in my definitely. Opinion. Definitely. You know. Well, let's look a little bit of what he's done. Yes. Let's okay. Do that. So a couple of uh interesting facts about Mr. Orton. He's unbeaten in one on one WWE title Hell in a Cell matches. He's four and oh. Uh-huh. In uh Hell in a Cell matches. Wow, that's for impressive. a WWE title. Uh he's beaten Cena, Sheamus, 
Daniel Bryan, and most recently Drew McIntyre in 2020. Who's Daniel Bryan? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Bryan Danielson in AW, sir. God. Who? 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 He has wrestled at 18 WrestleManias since WrestleMania 20 consistently, wow. with the exception of WrestleMania 32, which you missed due to shoulder injury. Gotcha. But he's always been in a WrestleMania since WrestleMania 20. So he's only missed one. He's only missed one. And that was because of injury. Because of injury. And think of, look, gotcha. listen to his his first three matches he's had at his first three WrestleManias. Okay. First one uh, was against The Rock and Mick Foley as part of Evolution. Wow. Second one was against The Undertaker. Dang. Third one was against Rey Mysterio and Kurt Angle. Wow. Just in his first three Manias. Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. That's very impressive. I mean, how many, you know, new guys can you see in, facing compares of that caliber? Yeah, I mean, those are all marquee matches. Yeah, without they, doubt. They could headline any pay-per-view. So, a list of his titles that he's held. Okay. And we know he's a very highly decorated superstar. Oh, those are okay. titles. I was going to say legend killer. <laughs> right, right. We covered those. Yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about championships. I got you. Okay. I got you. Uh, he was a two-time OVW hardcore championship. Mm, okay. okay. He's a 10-time WWE champion. That's saying something. A four-time world heavyweight champion. Hmm. He's a one-time Intercontinental champion. Only once, huh? Only once. Wow. He's only a one-time United States champion. Oh, wow. A one-time world tag team champion with Edge. A two-time Raw tag team champion with Riddle. Mm-hmm. A one-time WWE SmackDown tag team champion with Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper. This is when they did the Freebird oh, yeah, role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was part of that um, yes. Wyatt family run that's right uh he's a 2013 money in the bank winner he's run the royal rumble twice 2009 2017 uh-huh. he's a 17th time or 17th he was a 17th triple crown champion okay uh 10th grand slam champion under the current format wow uh, consisting of whatever titles they have right, right now. right um he's a two-time slammy award winner so in 2014 he got it for hashtag of the year hashtag rko out of nowhere <laughs> 2020 for rivalry of the year against edge nice uh 2018 year end uh award for shocking moment of the year which you might appreciate this the tearing of jeff hardy's ear oh <laughs> you remember that I remember that you remember that oh that <laughs> yeah. made me cringe oh man i remember that too that made me cringe um he has a guinness book of world records for most appearances on pay-per-views by a male wwe superstar wow yeah so if we look at it just in raw he holds the number one spot as most matches on Monday Night Raw in the history of Monday Night Raw with 453 matches. That's saying something, man. Yeah. The second one is Kane with 442. Wow. You know, uh, but think about the top players in this. Like the top five was Randy Orton, Kane, Chris Jericho, Triple H, and John Cena. Top that's, five. That's one hell of a list. Okay. He has the most matches on pay-per-view. Really? Of any superstar with 180 matches. <laughs> second to Kane. Kane's kind of up there with him too. Right, right. Well, right. they're both from Knoxville County. <laughs> so, well, I mean, talk about uh that's just right to me right there everything you just said, that's the epitome of a worker. Yeah. I mean, and we're not wow. talking about main events matches. Right, right. We're right. not talking about going over every match he's been on. Right, right. I right. mean, I think he's taking more losses than he's taking right, wins. Victories. And yeah. again, it goes back to what Bubba Ray say you don't have to go over to get over. Exactly. Exactly. And if anything, he does everything to not only build himself up, but put over his opponent. Right. For sure. For sure. So, and, and and he is, I can't, ever, I can't even remember a time when he never did get over. 
Yeah. Now there have been some some stuff that he's done that's kind of fallen flat. Yeah. You know, um, that wet match with Bray Wyatt and the worms that got on the and the snakes and stuff. Yeah, that was that. But that wasn't his fault. No, that wasn't his. He fault. He was wrong with whatever was given to him. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the other thing, were, were there more or was that it? Uh, that's kind of a as far as like his his title runs. Okay, I do have some stuff here about his, some tags team members that he's tagged with that you may not remember. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, well, he did wrestle when he was in OVW. He wrestled uh, and tagged with Nick Dinsmore. Remember Nick Dinsmore? Wasn't he the DTD guy? Eugene? Really? Sorry. I apologize. <laughs> Special needs. Uh, Eugene, the nephew of Eric Bischoff. Uh, he tagged with him against Rico and Flash Fanagan in OVW. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Rico, I remember. What was the other one? Flash Flanagan. I don't know who Flash Flanagan is. <laughs> okay. Okay. That just sounds bad. Yeah. I don't know. I know Flash Funk. Yeah, so do I. But so Flash I don't Flanagan. Know. Uh, he tagged. Just, why do I think of a gay Irish guy? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to play with me, Shillelagh? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Call me Finley. <laughs> um, he tagged with Brock Lesnar one time at a live event in January 2002 against Stephen Richards and Tommy Drever. I remember them. Okay. Uh, he tagged with AJ Styles at a live event in 2017. On the SummerSlam Heatwave Tour against Jinder Mahal and Kevin Owens. Mm, okay. Okay. Uh, he's tagged with Shawn Michaels against Ric Flair and Triple H. And with against Christian and Edge. I think I remember that match. Yeah. I think I, think, I, think I remember that one. So uh, he tagged with Umaga against Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Ah, Umaga. Rest Umaga. in peace. Uh, he tagged with Carlito on August 30th, 2007 on a Raw against John Cena and Umaga. That's not cool. That's not cool, man. <laughs> I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. <laughs> uh, he tagged with the great Kali against Cody Rhodes and Wade Barrett. I'm sure he carried that match. Yeah, I'm sure he did. <laughs> um, he tagged with Zack Ryder on a SmackDown episode in 2011 against Dolph Ziggler and Wade Barrett. That would be Matt Cardona, right? Yeah, Matt yeah. Cardona. Okay. Uh, the eight-time world champion, whatever he's carrying now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he tagged with CM Punk in December of 2011 against Alberto Del Rio and oh, The yeah. Miz. Um, and then of course this goes to the sec your second favorite RKO, but he was uh, tagged with Evan Bourne on a July 2010 Raw against Chris Jericho and Edge. After that match, he turned on Evan, Evan Bourne, Bourne, which would lead to the confrontation the following week and the infamous RKO. Yeah, yeah, out from of the, nowhere. Uh, yeah, out of yeah. nowhere. That was a a great one. Yes, for sure. Um, but yeah, there was a couple of tag team members that you may not have remembered. Yeah, no, there was a couple in there. That and of course, I there's a lot know. more in there that he's tagged with. He's been thrown into matches with. Yes, you know, um. But everybody he's worked with, whether staying next to or staying across from, right, has made that match even better. Just yeah, having been sure. in there for sure. I mean, Randy Orton is is he's right now the he's the business man. I mean he he's uh, he has that old school mentality, but he definitely has the the new school. He can hang with the new school. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and uh, and he's still putting asses in the seats. Yeah, you know, listen to the pop when he comes out with you know with Riddle and stuff. I mean, they're going nuts for him. Yeah, you know. Um, but let's go back and, and talk about you know some of the misses, right? So you, okay. you had you had of course the Bray Wyatt thing, mm-hmm. um, but not just misses. I mean, he's always been very a very controversial figure. Yeah, you know, with a lot of the stuff that he's done. You know, the kicking Vince McMahon in the head 
very controversial, right? Yeah. Like, because there you're you're sitting there. Is this real? Is this not real? You know, for sure. Look what happened with the with the feud with Bray Wyatt. Yeah. You know, of course, this was during COVID time, so things were done a little differently. But they actually went there, and you see him light Bray Wyatt on fire. Yeah, you know that was a. That was shocking. That was. You know, for even for now. He got mounted by Alexa Bliss. Yes, he did. <laughs> You're right. That is correct. So uh, I'm trying to think of what, what some other stuff that was. I mean, of course, the spitting in, in the faces of the legends. That's That was controversial. Yeah. And the fact that he goes there so effortlessly. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've seen him. Uh, like you said, he's RKO'd Mae Young. He RKO'd Stacey Keebler. Right. He RKO'd Nia Jax when she tried to enter the Men's Royal Rumble back right, in 2018, right, right. I think. Um, he's not one to, you know, shy away from RKOing anybody. Right, right. You know? And and uh, the way he does it, it just, nobody does it like him. Yeah. You've seen a lot of wrestling. You remember that, uh, was it Raw, that he uh, said he was going to RKO his way through the, the yes. arena? And he was just knowing everybody. He was. He was, and they were coming out of nowhere. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, even in catering, like it yeah. was going on. Yeah, yeah. The only any other person I've seen do anything similar was that time Shawn Michaels. Remember he kicked Stan. One of uh, my favorite. <laughs> ar- okay. You remember that? <laughs> What's your name, Stan? Stan. Bam. So you see, I kick Stan. <laughs> I don't know if that's controversial, but it's funny as hell. <laughs> and then he first sees to kick everyone down the yeah. hallway. <laughs> Oh, man. One of my best, uh, I want to say favorite RKOs, but one that always brings to mind when, when I look at it, it was uh, during the match at uh, WrestleMania 30, 33. It was one where Daniel Bryan won and beat yeah. in a triple threat match with him. And uh, Randy Orton gives him an RKO on the announce table. Yes. And it slams it back on those monitors. That's when they had the thick monitors. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, that was. Ugh. And like, yeah. oh, man, I can imagine how he felt. Because it yeah. looked like he hit the edge of those monitors. Yes, yes. Now, another me- a memory I have of, and Randy Orton was involved in this, and to this day, I'm still not completely sure, you know, that whole question of is it is it a shoot or is it a work, right, was the match with Brock Lesnar. Okay. The way that that match ended, remember? Oh, yeah. Where Brock he went in with the elbows and busted him open. Yeah. Even Chris Jericho didn't know if it was real or not. Yeah, because Chris Jericho went after Brock Lesnar backstage. Yeah, yeah everybody knows the story. But apparently, it was supposed to go that way. Yeah, and it, but it did not look like it though. Yeah, to it this was, day, that's why I'm like, it looked, it looked bad. Like that one, the one when he did with Cena in the ring, where he bust broke his yes, nose. Yes, um, yes, there was one he did too, and I, I want to say it was Triple H with the arm, with the arm. Yeah, I remember that one too. I thought, wait, is this? I know he shoot? did one with uh, Braun Strowman because Braun Strowman hit him. Now that was a yeah, shoot. That was a shoot. That was a shoot, that because, a shoot because uh, Braun Strowman he hit him with a knee. Yeah, yeah, and he got a receipt. And if I way. if I remember during that match with Randy Orton, I think there's a video that shows where he went back there and just threw the title at Vince McMahon. Yes, he did. He did. Which is another reason exactly. why I thought, wait a minute, you know? Yeah. Because, uh, but again, according to, I think even Randy said it that no, that's that was supposed to go down that way. You yeah. Know? I still don't know, man. I know he said that, but just you know, I, I love about, and I'm not trying to get all sappy, but right. but the fact that when you and I talk about it, yeah, we remember so much as fans. Yeah, for sure. Like I could talk to you, and you know exactly what I'm talking about, and vice versa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, 
And that's that's great. I love that. That's the whole reason why we're doing the show. I'm baby. just saying. <laughs> just saying. And I'm sure the listeners are doing the same thing. Yeah. Or, and if they don't remember, they're like, oh yeah, that did happen. Yes. yes. You know? So you know what? And I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna put this out there. I'd love to hear from some of you guys out there that are listening to us. Do you think Not that- you, Fito? <laughs> <laughs> do you think that that match with with Randy Orton and Brock Lesnar, do you think that ending was a shoot or was it a work? You know, I'm still on the fence because because on one on one hand it's like, are you going to call Randy Orton a liar for saying no? This it was supposed to go yeah. down that way, or you know, and what I'm even saying? regardless if whether or not it was a shoot or not, the fact that he busted him open the hard way, you can't deny that. You Either can't way. take away that. Yeah, that's yeah. real for sure. You know, for sure, for sure. There was no blading or no. cutting or anything. No, it was you saw the elbow go in. Yes, hit the head and went. and they slow motioned it like. Yeah, it and was, we know Brock Lesnar is a, a oh, shoot yeah. fighter. No, you former UFC champion. Yeah, I mean that's that's legit stuff. And he even said on some of the interviews that he loves to fight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know exactly. So I'm Brock and I love to fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, so I don't know. Like I could hear him in the ring, like going about to at the end of that match, he's about to know Randy Orton. He's like, "Hey, Randy!" <laughs> um, boom, elbow. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we got to take another break. Uh, so, but I mean, we've been talking about Randy like crazy. But when we come back, let's talk a little bit about uh, Raw this past week. And today we are recording as always. I don't like Raw. <laughs> on a Wednesday, uh, we'll touch a little bit about Dynamite and what to expect. Of course, you will already have seen it by this time, but still, we're right. going to talk a little bit about it. So, we're going to take another quick break. We'll be right back after these messages. Going on 10 years in the community, Metroflex Gym has been the place for back-to-basics, no-fluff training. At Metroflex, you'll have the resources available to you to reach your fitness goals, whatever they may be. Owner Daniel Haggerty is available and ready to help guide you in the proper direction to get the best results for your health. Want to lose weight, increase stamina, or gain mass? Daniel Haggerty is a licensed trainer with over 25 years experience in nutrition and training and knows how to get the most out of your workouts. Come by today for a visit at 2101 Clovis Barker Road, San Marcos, Texas, or call to make an appointment for a tour at 512-878-8575. Homegrown in the community and veteran-owned, Metroplex Gym is the hardcore training place for a hardcore workout. Call today. So like there was this one time when I went to the store and I saw that they were selling Slurpees and I thought, dude, it would be so cool if I could just take the cup and then turn it the other way and then just like put my mouth underneath it and just put it directly in. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but when you started that, all I heard was, so it's one time at band camp. <laughs> That was my riddle impression. <laughs> I, I get that, but that's not what popped in my head. So there was this one time at band camp, I was playing the flute. <laughs> and oh, then, classic. <laughs> classic, classic movie. Anyway, we are back in our third and final segment. Uh, just real briefly, quickly, we're just going to kind of touch a little bit on... No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what are you going to touch? Don't touch it. Don't, don't touch it. It, <laughs> it still burns. <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to touch on Raw 
It's still raw. It burns. <laughs> it's still raw and it burns. <laughs> How did you like raw this week, man? Eh, it was better than last week. It was, dude. The Oscar, the Oscar segment pissed me off. Yeah, because it was just ridiculous. You know what? And I hate to say it. I'm not trying to be sexist. Mm. Um, but my favorite part of that entire raw was seeing Tamina in jeans in the back. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was the best part of Raw to me. Yeah. You're like, I get it, Tazawa. I get it, Tazawa. I get it. I love your brother. Um, yeah, I mean, so it was. So, I mean, the whole RK bro thing, that was that was good. I, th- I thought that was really good. It, it fell flat for me, yeah. honestly. It really did. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Um, like, I don't like the Otomori without his makeup. Yeah, <laughs> dude. So, tell me why I didn't catch it at first, right? I, I guess, uh, and I told you this when you got here. I did have company that day, mm-hmm. so I, I guess I wasn't paying full attention, right? But I was watching the match. I didn't realize he had the tassels on. Yeah, that's and what got me. And it wasn't until you said that that I looked at him again. I was like, "Holy crap, he's got the tassels on!" Yeah. And I was like, he just needs the freaking face paint. Yeah. That's it. He looked exactly like the warrior. The colors and everything. Yeah. And even like I said, the way he was working in the ring. Yes. Very 80s era wrestling. Yes. I was like, okay, that interesting. Now, I do got to I gotta say this, bro. So, that thing that we've talked about so many times when it comes to when we became fans of, of wrestling. Right. right. That moment when you're watching it and you get sucked into it, mm-hmm. basically. Um Excuse me. Sorry. Drinking a carbonated beverage. Uh, <laughs> anyway, where you just, you, you, you're glued to the TV because mm-hmm. something about it has drawn you in and now you're invested. Right. I don't care how, I don't care how old you are, but whenever I see that happen, when I get to witness that, for me, it's a special moment. Right. You know, because it, number one, it gives me hope because it shows that pro wrestling still has that effect. Right. Right, which means it's gonna live a long time, which is good. Um, and I know the feeling, so at the same time, I get excited about whoever it's happening to. So, right. so this past uh, Monday, I had company, as I told you before. I had uh, friends over with his family, mm-hmm. and we had dinner together. And um, so they didn't, of course, they didn't leave right away. They they stuck around. Well, I don't care who's here on Monday. We watching Raw. Yeah, <laughs> it's just how it is in my house. Yeah. you know. So I turned it on, and, and we had it going. Well, he's got two kids. Oh, Mickey was in the bathroom getting it raw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> Wasn't going to say his name, but okay. <laughs> um, but his kids were here. Yeah. And uh, he's got a son. Oh, man. I want to say he's 13. Okay. And then his daughter is probably like about 11, around that age. So, you know, preteen, teen kind of age. And to see them get sucked into raw was awesome they saw it from the beginning and they were doing everything they could to make sure they didn't go home until they saw the main event they got so invested in the beginning segment right that they wanted to see rk bro and ezekiel and uh uh cody rhodes cody rhodes beat up the other guys yeah and it was it was just awesome to to witness that because because there was like another match that was on like when are they gonna fight? When is when is that main yeah. one gonna come out and fight? Like they were asking me, and I'm like, "Well, it's the last match." Yeah, I don't know if, you, and I even said it. I was like, "I don't know if you're still gonna be here." No, no, we, we're gonna be here. Yeah, <laughs> like they wanted to see, dude. That 
made my night, honestly. And the fact that they were able to watch Raw without ever being a fan, so they know it didn't really suck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the thing. Um, so it was, it was, it was awesome. Yeah, you know, and um, and it just so happened during during the com- during the show, we, I was having the conversation about the turf wars that's coming right. up, and Miggy's son uh, Dominic was right away was like, I want to go. Yeah. You know, and I was like, all right, we'll go, you know, and, yeah. and because uh, he's going to be on tour, unfortunately. At the, well, not unfortunately. It's a good thing for him. Yeah. But he can't go to the, we'll the do, show. We'll go pick up his van. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll, we'll use his van and we'll just take it. Um, so, yeah. So uh, he, he's going to come with us. Nice. Because he wants to see the show. Nice. So I just I love that. Yeah. You know, I love it when because to me, that moment is magic. Yeah. Just like when someone first discovers Star Wars. You know, that to me, that's a magical moment. And to be able to witness that is just you can't put a price tag on it. You know, those those moments are what make life better. And and that's why, you know, to hell with the people that talk smack about, oh, you like pro wrestling. And man, it does something. It's still real to me. Damn it. Um, <laughs> you know, I this is totally off subject, kind of because it's not wrestling related. But in the magic part that I'm talking about, I saw a TikTok yesterday. Uh, apparently, the new Star Wars thing that they have at, at Disney World, the Star Cruiser whatever experience, mm-hmm. they have a thing on there where they'll take these little kids and, and the the cast member is telling them, okay, hold your hand out. And there's like these, these rocks. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, now I want you to use the force and try to bring it to you. Like there, And it was a little girl. She was dressed up like Princess Leia. And she turns her hand around and she does it. And when she did the movement... The rocks move towards her. Yeah, you and I both know it's a it's a little thing that they right. do there, right? But the look in that kid's eyes, you know what I'm saying? That's the magic. And pro wrestling still has that magic because these two kids who don't watch it like like you know you and I do yeah. know about pro wrestling, but they still got sucked into it. And and I and I just think that's great. Even though Raw sucked. Yeah. Now <laughs> do that, do you remember the first time you played with your lightsaber? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that magic moment, sir? <laughs> Depends on what we're talking about. <laughs> we're talking about Star Wars, Cochino. I actually, I actually do. And now that you bring it up, I'm going to tell you the story. Um, it was a few years ago. Uh, now, I had a lightsaber as a kid, one of those classic right, ones. Right. But I'm talking about the replica one. Right. My wife, God bless her. I love her. She's, she's my everything. She bought me a replica Darth Vader lightsaber for my birthday okay it came in the mail and i remember the box it was real long and she just goes well that's your birthday gift why don't you open it and i was just like oh okay and it was and it was it was before my birthday so uh, i opened it and when i saw what it was oh my god my mouth dropped i was just like you know you get so like excited and thankful you don't know what to do you know and that's pretty pretty much how it was i just grabbed her and i hugged her oh my god you know so I, I, of course, had to turn it on. It made the noise, and I'm just like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And I remember when you first showed me the lightsaber, you, and this sounds dirty, people, but he took me <laughs> but, to his room yes, and yes. turned off the lights. Yes, I did. <laughs> and turned it on. Yes. Okay? And it didn't make the noise. Yeah, yeah. And it was reminiscent of the scene in Rogue One where Darth Vader just... And Pops on a lightsaber. And that's exactly what I did. That was the first thing I did when I got it. I went, because this is the different house that yeah. I had before here. 
and I had a long hallway. Right. I went to the other end of the hallway. I turned off the lights, and it was pitch black dark. And I turned it on just like that scene in Rogue One. Yep. It was awesome. <laughs> so yes, I'm a big nerd. Deal with it. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was the first time I played with my lightsaber. Nice, nice. At least you wait till you're an adult. Yes, I did. <laughs> and I knew how to handle it. <laughs> Took two hands, but I got it. <laughs> anyway, back to Raw. Right. Back to Raw. Yeah. So I I really wasn't a big fan of Raw this week. Um. I gotta say a couple. I know of you didn't do a recap again. I, I forgot. I forgot. Sorry. Again, sir. Um, I, I'll do it next week. I promise. <laughs> um, there was a couple of things that did stick out. Number one, <laughs> <laughs> we're not talking about lightsabers anymore. <laughs> oh my god! This, um, this whole conversation just got raw. Yeah, time. We're just going down the rabbit hole at this oh, point. Man. <laughs> anyway. Um, Sonya Deville oh. can slap really hard, apparently. I mean, I thought she hit Zelina hard, yeah. but then when she hit Carmella, I was yeah. like, oh, shit. And Carmella wasn't wearing her mask. <laughs> no, she wasn't. <laughs> no, she wasn't. Oh, oh that was that was rough. Yeah. Now, even when we were here, like I said, there were people here. When that happened, majority of the living room went, Ooh, <laughs> it was it was bad. She was kind of snug. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. Uh, but Sonya Deville coming to the ring looked wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, she does yeah. play. For, she plays for the other team, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right over there. I was, I, I'm just like, come here, girl. I'm a snake. <laughs> I'm a slippery snake. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my um, god. So honestly, for me, the only real highlight of the night was the main event. It was a great match. Uh, they gave Randy Orton uh, R- RKOs for everybody, basically. Yeah, you know, they gave him that spot, which I thought was awesome. Oh, uh, real quick, what do you think about the name Judgment Day? Mm. Not a fan. I'm really not a fan. I don't. I don't get. I don't either. It looks like they're trying to. I mean, they have Judgment Day gimmick. That's we already saw. That's a paper. The paper, exactly. Yeah. Uh, we know that rumor Ripley's going to join the one. Right. Right. And now Champa, not Tomasa Champa. Yeah. Champa. Yeah. Is turning heel. Which that also when Musta- Mustafa, yeah, call him not Mustafa, yeah. Mustafa Ali returned. For one, I'll give him credit. They let him get the win. Let him go over. Yeah, they did. But then they they basically slapped in his face afterwards with Champa coming out. Right. Right. You but know? that. But let's be honest. That's that's not new. No, it's not. And the, the the shots that, you know, uh Theory and the Miz took on him. Right. Were I mean they were low ball. Shots. They were. They were. You know. But let's let's be honest. He he asked for his release. And he had every reason to. And he did. I'm not saying he did it, but in the world of the WWE, when you do stuff like that, you're gonna pay the consequences. Yeah. And and I hate to say it because he's such a great talent. But now that he's back on TV, expect to see him lose. And if he doesn't lose, expect to see him get the short end of the stick each time. Yeah. Because, unfortunately, that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah, pretty much. So, poor guy. I really hope when he gets out, um, and unfortunately, it's not going to be for another couple of years. 2024, I think he's got contract. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hope he goes to, like, Ring of Honor. I can see him do good in there. Or AEW. Yeah. You know. Definitely. But it, it just really Or Uvalde. <laughs> yeah, let's come over to NLW. NLW. <laughs> um, yeah. It just sucks, though, because I know that that's probably what's going to happen. He's going to, 
He's going to be their punching bag. Um, what did you think about Mr. Rollins' outfit this week? I was craving a Sprite. Really? When I saw him, I was like, I even said it out loud, too. I was like, I have a sudden urge for a Sprite. <laughs> for those that didn't see it, he came out cosplaying as Hornswoggle. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Like a big-ass pack of spearmint gum. <laughs> yeah, bright, bright. Okay green like lime green color that's why i said i felt like getting uh some spray because he looked like a big like we see we, we see that um i've seen tiktoks with the guy who puts different theme music to yes, wrestlers yes i need someone to him to do that him coming out in that suit to hornswoggle's music yeah that would be that would be hilarious and and it wasn't just that he was wearing a suit did you notice he had a sash yes on that suit yes i was like who designed that? It yes. was terrible. And, and to to get, you know, you mentioned about how everybody's down the ring, including Seth Rollins, who was yeah. sitting there all cocky at a yeah. ringside. But then we had Kevin Owens, who just randomly came out like a Moxley from the from the side there. Yeah, he did. It was like, yeah, okay, out of nowhere, out yeah, of it nowhere. Was, it was it was funny. I thought and, it was I thought it was funny that Ezekiel popped in and like randomly it was like, what the hell are you doing in the ring, dude? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting him there, but. Then he gets to be in the main event. I'm like, really? He even has a segment in the back with uh, with uh, Glenn Jacobs. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. And what does he say? Who, he have, uh, I have a question. Who wants to speak with Zeke? <laughs> I'm like, what? He's playing this cheesy role. Give him credit. I mean, yes, it's he a is. stupid gimmick. He is. And the story they're going with it. He's making it work, though. He's making it work. Because it, 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 it is, has been funny. It is entertaining. Like, yeah. I give him credit with that, you yeah. know. Um, it's, yeah. It has been funny. I, I am a little curious to see where they're going to go with it. Are they going to try to stretch it and make it appearance with Elias and Ezekiel? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't see how unless they have previous footage because... Come on, we all know that's that's Elias. Yeah, you know the only thing they could do is like a backstage segment. Yeah, but I'm saying the beard. Oh, that's true. You see what I mean? That's how are you gonna do that? That's <laughs> true. You know, unless they have footage saved or something. It could have. You know, I don't know. I don't know, but it's gonna be interesting to see where they where they go with that. But for the most part, I mean, we we did see some returns. We saw Mustafa, uh, Mustafa, sorry, Mustafa, Mustafa Ali come back. We saw Asuka come back. Um, both underwhelming, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know what they're gonna do with this Oscar Becky. Thing. I don't either. Um, I don't either. I I I did hear um busted open yesterday. I think it was, and I have to agree with what Bully Ray was saying on there. I am not a fan of this over the top Oscar. Uh, the dancing around and yeah, you know she comes out. She's supposed to be a face, but yet doing the flicking in the nose—that's that's really kind of a douchey yeah uh, heel thing to do, you know. And it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, and and the other thing is, I mean, by this point, I think you would learn some English so you can get yeah. a promo. You know, I mean, at least Shinsuke talks English. Yeah, it's very broken, but at least he does it. You know, and, and here's my thing. In my opinion. You have no excuse. You yeah. work for the biggest uh, sports entertainment company in the world, and they're paying you very well. You can't learn the language. Karushita works at AEW, and she's almost already fluent. Yeah. When she came to AEW, she didn't know any English. Yeah. And now when she talks, you know what the hell she's saying. You yeah. see what I'm saying? There's really yeah, no, no I, excuse. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, I'm a fan of Asuka, always have been, but yeah, she's... 
once they they discredited her as being this undefeated because she came out of NXT undefeated, you know, yeah, and she pretty much rolled until she got her Royal Rumble win, and they basically slaughtered her at that point, right, right, and she hasn't been able to recover since. No, no, even no. when she was rolling with the, the Kabuki Warriors, him yeah, and, you know, yeah. still nothing. It's just no, and then even then, the Kabuki <clears throat> Warriors, she was she was already doing that whole over the top, yeah. Little, so I don't know, I don't know. Um, real quick, uh, since we're coming to the tail end of everything, uh, what's the rundown for AW Dynamite tonight? Uh, well, uh, announced card, and of course, y'all would already know the results by the time this is aired. Yeah. But we have the ladder match uh, between Sammy Guevara and Scorpio Sky for the TNT Championship. Mm. Uh, we have the Owen Hart tournament with FTR versus FTR. Oh, yeah, that's going to yeah, be a good Dax one. Dax Harwood versus yeah. Cash Wheeler. Um, Lance Archer versus Wardlow. That one's going to be an interesting one for sure. Um, Philly Street Fight of Serena Deeb and her Hikaru Shida. Yeah, she's love you, Hikaru. And then there's a 10-man tag match between Adam Cole, the Young Bucks, and Red Dragon versus Dante Martin, Varsity Blondes, Lee Johnson, and Brock Anderson. Ah, nice. Did you hear about Dante Martin's brother? Yes, he got injured again. He got hurt again. Yeah. Um, this might be it for him, man. I mean, I, honestly, Dante did really good as a singles. He did very good. You know, he's very done really good. good. Um, I don't see why he can't continue that momentum going have you know, And have you noticed that since his brother came back, you haven't really seen him? Yeah, exactly. You know, so hate to say it, but his brother might be holding him back a little bit. I think so. I so think so. It would be good to see him go back. Because Dante singles. marches on another level. Oh, no doubt. I've seen him do things that I haven't seen anyone do yeah. at all. Yeah. Now, real quick, I know this was last week, but I gotta ask, what did you think about the CM Punk and Dustin Rhodes match? I thought it was really good. Yeah, I thought it was really good for sure. Um, and someone pointed out the 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 similarities in the the honoring of the Bret Hart match, as far as like the way uh, certain moves that he would do in the match, CM Punk. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. For um, sure. And we already know that, you know, CM Punk's a mark for for Bret Hart, you know. But, yeah, I mean, for one, we already know CM Punk has proven that he can still go even after being oh, away definitely. from the ring for seven years. Definitely. And Dustin Rhodes hasn't missed a step. He hasn't. He's he's so much better now. Oh, yeah, than, than when he, he ran with Goldust. The only thing entertaining about Goldust in his latter part of his run there was the whole stuttering thing and the yeah. stuff he did with Booker T. Yeah. You know. I'll tell you, um, for what it was at the time... Goldust, okay, I get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yes, I was a fan, not a big fan, but I, re- I I basically appreciated it for what it was supposed to be at the time. Right. It was supposed to be edgy. It was supposed, I get it, right? Yeah. Um, But I'm so glad that he's having the run that he's having in AEW now because not that it's going to erase Goldust mm-hmm. because Goldust, the character, is a legend. Yeah. But when he retires, I think that will be what everybody remembers more than Goldust. Yeah. And to me, that is a good thing. Yeah. Because it's not it's not a secret that he wasn't a big fan of the gimmick of Goldust. Yeah. You know, he respects it, of course, and appreciates it because it got him to where he's at. But let's be real, man. He didn't like it. Yeah. The, se- <laughs> the second thing is that if he ever, and I'm sure it will happen one day, will get inducted to WWE Hall of Fame. It'll be WWE, It's going to be Goldust, and they're yeah. going to discard everything he's done. Yeah. I mean, they may acknowledge his time as a um, in WCW. Right. You right. know, when he came out as a natural, and he came right. out as a 
uh, what was his name? The white character he did. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. He said, looking like Uncle Fester. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a seven. Seven. Yeah. yeah. Came out as that. So they'll probably acknowledge that. But the main focus will be his Gold Dust character. And, you know, he did a kind of good, good matches as yeah, a character. He did. You know, but. Most memorable, the back, the back, uh, back lot brawl. Uh, with was. Roddy Piper. Yeah. 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 Um, but. I think you're. I agree. His work now, since he's been away from from WWE and what he's been able to do under his real name and being able to showcase his ability and his talent. Yeah, yeah. And let's be real. He did take. He did take some of the, I guess, uh, creative ideas. Yeah. From Goldust, because look what he wears. Yeah. That was what he wore as Goldust. Yeah. He paints his face still. He painted his face as Goldust. Yeah. So there, there is some that's taken from that. But it's much better than, yeah, than definitely. what it was, you know. And it's uh, not a jobbing comedic gimmick. Yes, exactly. It's real wrestling. Yeah, and he go, he can go, and yeah. he brings out the best in his opponent. And he's in better shape than he's ever. Oh been. hell yeah, yeah. You I know? mean, he, he, it's great. I love watching him. To me, still one of my favorite matches is the match that he had with Cody. Oh yeah, that match was phenomenal. That was a great match. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was a great match last week with CM Punk. I thought it was really good. I the question still for me still. I mean, I get it. CM Punk is saying he's going for the title, but there's still no storyline. Yeah, maybe this week they'll show something. But you know what? I kind of like that because we already know that eventually they're going to put him in that picture. They're right. going to put him in the title picture. Right. They don't have to rush it. Uh, yeah, I mean you're right. You know, there's so many more uh, wrestlers and stars that they can put him up against, right? To keep him showing, showcasing why he should be there, right? Right. But they don't have to put it on him right away. You're right. That's that's a good point. Long term storytelling, sir. That's a good point. You're right. And so. AEW is doing that, which is which is good. Yeah. Um, there is a part of me though. I'm still talking about CM Punk. There is a part of me that still wants to see that heel CM Punk kind of come in. We got a taste. We got a little taste when he had the short uh, rivalry with Eddie Kingston. Yeah. There was a little taste. Remember that promo yeah. he did? That was kind of a heel promo. Um, you know. What if he was to join the combat club? Blackpool Ooh. combat club. That would be dope. It would. But I don't see it happening. Because the whole purpose of the, of the club is to bring up the new stars. They even said that. Yeah. But that would be dope. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Who knows? It, it, it could happen. Uh, either way, as we said last week, or um, putting them against CM Punk, because then CM Punk could still be that heel face. Very true. Very true. So, but like I was about to say, like we said last week, right now AEW is rolling on all cylinders. They're yeah. they're, they're doing it. Um, they've got some good matchups that uh, you want to see. You know, yeah, and of course they still they still got work to do with some of the stars that they have. I mean, we still need to see something from Keith Lee. Right yeah. now, we're not really seeing much. You know, same thing with uh, was it Shane Strickland, right? Yeah, yeah, same thing with him. Swerve Strickland. Swerve Strickland. Sorry, uh, was Swerve Strickland. Yeah. You know, so there's uh, there's some there's still some work that needs to be done for yeah. sure. Um, but right now, I'm liking what I'm seeing. Um, I, I will say this, and 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 we'll we'll kind of cut it after this. But the one that I was not expecting to kind of be like, I kind of want to see where this goes, is uh, Hook and Danhausen. Yes, <laughs> and actually, I was about to say too. Um, we talked about you know CM Punk. Um, what if they were to do a storyline with CM Punk and Danhausen as a RK Bro kind of gimmick? 
Oh, dude, that would be dope. <laughs> I could I could get behind that. I know we talked about that, doing that with like Hook and Dan Housen, yeah. but CM Punk and Dan Housen would be pretty interesting, yeah, too. Yeah, I could definitely get behind something like that. Yeah. Because Dan House is starting to grow on me. Yeah. He's, he, <laughs> Especially after I sent you that video. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because it's, it's pretty funny. Yeah. He, he is pretty funny. Just the whole... The way he talks, yeah. The and I get it. He's kind of trying to play that old school like movie villain, yeah. You know, like, curse you, yeah, kind of thing. And it works. Dude. It works. It, it works. works. It's funny, but uh, but yeah, but definitely there. I can't wait to watch it tonight. Um, but yeah, so I think we can put a nice little bow on the end of this show and just say that right now where it stands, Randy Orton is king man yeah he really is he is he's still going strong after 20 years and hopefully we'll be around to see him for another 20 yeah definitely and randy orton on the off chance that you're listening we are huge fans and uh, we love watching your work in the ring and totally appreciate everything you've done for us in the past 20 years and look forward to many many more in the future definitely so but uh but that's it for today that's it for this week we hope you guys have a wonderful week enjoy all the wrestling for the rest of the week and uh next week we'll be back don't know what we're doing just yet but i will tell you this i am going to be getting on the horn um i need to have a nice little talk with king cobra exotic and uh may need to bring drew on the show because sorry man it just kind of strings strikes strikes a chord with me you know i can see that you know so we might have to have a little chat you know but uh either way we'll keep you posted on that uh, so, but we also have some other stuff coming up. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about a potential guest coming on to talk about the attitude era. Um, I know we want to bring, uh, your friend on too, to talk about maybe, uh, the Montreal screw job. There's a lot of stuff that we got in the works that's going to yeah, be coming definitely. up. So definitely keep it here. And remember we are on more platforms now. We yes. are on Apple podcasts. We're on Google podcasts, uh, Spotify. We've been on Spotify for you know since the beginning mm-hmm. and of course on anchor as well wherever you can if you are able to make sure you subscribe make sure you like uh leave us a comment uh just please share it with your friends get the word out there because hey we're we're, we're, we're getting some good content out there we're having a blast and i know you're having a blast listening and we thank you so much for listening all right so uh got anything else to say No, I think you covered it, sir. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you guys again for listening this week. And just remember, uh, this has been all about Randy. I'm a snake. (laughs) I'm a slithering snake. (laughs) Till next week. Goodbye. Bye. You've been listening to the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast. If you'd like to contact the show with your input or questions, email us at megapowerswrestling at gmail.com. That's megapowerswrestling at gmail.com. Also find us on all social media by searching Megapowers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Until next week, we wish you good vibes and Godspeed.